0: more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voices prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Seahome Senior Braddock Duckworth, and you're listening to the Seahome Football Preview on the Walk and Preps Podcast with Tyler and Ryland. Go Mariners.
1: Greetings and welcome into the Whatcom Preps podcast. You're listening to the 2023 Home Mariners preview. I'm Rylan Spencer. Along with me, as always, is Tyler Anderson of Whatcom Preps. Tyler, how we doing?
0: Doing great. You know, I love this time of year. I I swear it was the previews that really got me excited about high school football as a a kid. And so uh, to be able to do these, it's a lot of fun.
1: And to do them better than anybody's (laughs) ever done them before. Uh, I try. (laughs) Hey, this is the first of 10 team previews as we get ready for the upcoming season. Later today, the 26th, We'll be talking about the Bellingham Bayhawks with the two Linden schools set for tomorrow, the 27th. Uh, We've got them all. They're all coming up. It's it's go time, Tyler. We are ready to go. Uh, As we get in here to see home, we would like to thank Braddock Duckworth for the intro. Duckworth, a young man that we've been talking about for, what, Tyler, 15, 20 years at least now? It seems like this has been around forever.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in week one his sophomore year, he had a huge game, over yes. 100 yards receiving, and it kind of seems like right away he was on the spotlight, and we've just been talking about him ever since. So really, really cool for him to do the do the intro for us, and and uh, excited to see him for his senior
1: year. Yeah, his freshman season, Squalicum wasn't even a school yet. Did you know that time? Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. so long ago. Yeah. And, and actually, oh, in,
1: in uh, three weeks, he's actually going to be re- retiring from work. He's yeah gonna... <laughs> yeah good for him gold like, watch and everything yeah i love it this is uh i think i think some people are going to be surprised by braddock duckworth this year I, th- I think he's gonna i think he's gonna really uh knock some heads let's say that how about that yeah he's, um, he's, he's a stud yeah so we've got all kinds of team previews coming up here tyler you were out there see was he see was the first stop on your uh, on your quest this year huh
0: it was. Uh, I went out there uh, that Friday morning, that last practice uh, before they get allowed to put on pads, and and it's always interesting. And it uh, morning practices are kind of nice. It's just kind of fresh air. It was still fresh air at that time before the smoke kind of rolled in, and and um, it was a lot of excitement out there. I love their I love their practice facility. It's beautiful. Um, they played their home games there during the COVID year. Yes, and um, you know it was just a lot of you know positivity a lot of uh excitement they're you know fast-paced moving position groups uh you know coaches clapping and just it was cool it was great and it's always fun to get out there um and it's always interesting what's going to happen at my first stop because i'm like man i'm kind of getting back in the swing of things did i bring my sharpies did i bring this did i bring this camera did i bring you know um and i'm always kind of a little you know frazzled going into them but uh yeah they, they made it great for me and it was, it was able to set the tone for the next few stops
1: obviously first year head coach Brian Young coming over from Squalicum if you would like to hear our Zoom interview that we did uh you can find that on the podcast here or you can actually watch the Zoom interview but then you got to look at me and Tyler um and I guess you know no offense to BY but you got to look at him too um <laughs> You can find that. Tyler, is it easy what's the easiest way to find the Zoom interview if they want to watch or even I mean, I guess if they want to listen, they can find it right here on whatever platform it is they use. If they want to watch it though, is it easiest to just maybe find it right there on the front page of Wacom Preps or is there a Facebook page or excuse me, a YouTube page that they can go find?
0: Yeah, you could go you could go either way. Um, the YouTube is, is Wacom Preps is the YouTube channel. Um, you can find it there. You could just search, you know, walking Preps, Brian Young, and you'll find it. Or you could go to com, click on um, the walking Preps podcast, and you can click on that, and it shows every single podcast ever. It'll say, you scroll down to that episode, it'll say, Brian, special interview with Brian Young. You click on that. So, yeah, either way
1: is, uh, either way will work for you if you want to watch it. If they go through the website to the podcast, will they find like an embedded youtube on there yes oh well then just go that way i don't know why we would yeah. send him anywhere else just go do that go do yeah. that if you want to hear brian young talk and me and tyler make fools of ourselves just go find it that way yeah um the mariners civic stadium is their home stadium right there in uh what is the name of that uh what is the name of the street that civic stadium is on i always see it when i drive by and i always go it just feels right that i'm on the street right now i can't think of what it is oh there. well
0: like right off of lakeway kind of but it's it's uh I'm, I can never remember the name of that street that you turned down to get into yeah. it but time um, but every time yeah. I see it I'm like oh yeah that's the
1: name of the street like I, I knew it as soon as I saw it yeah uh, and of yeah. course you can't remember it now last season yeah. seven and three <laughs> coming off a season uh in 2021 in which they went three and six so improvement last year they were a young team but Tyler man they got some big time key losses with Tommy funk Max Mallow Habib, Habib Bello. who Habib Bello who by the way, University of Washington is where he's playing at this next year, I yeah. Mean, or I guess next three or four years, um, although with the transfer portal, he could be at 15 different schools in the <laughs> next four years. Um, right. But then also Malachi Swanson, Carson Neff, Lucas Ortega, Jackson Dew. I mean, some, some big-time premium names here, but we had talked about it all last season. We had talked about it for maybe even the last two years about how not only were they young, but they are very talented in the lower classes and – or excuse me, in the underclasses, lower-class citizens on this football team they got here. No, <laughs> yeah, but right. they They were young, and they were exciting, and they were athletic, and this is where they've all kind of got that experience now, and they're starting to mature. So yep. let's start off with the offense, and we're going to start at quarterback where Nolan Wright, last year we were talking about him doing windmill dunks and everything, and we kind of got a little heat for it. Tyler, <laughs> is he going through the legs doing 360s and stuff now? What's the deal with uh, <laughs> Nolan Wright? Oh, man, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, that kid is
0: just – he's just, hes special, right? I mean, his abilities, um, he's built well. He's a smart kid. Uh, he's a leader. And he can really throw the football. I mean, i I – it just comes off differently. And he's looking better now than he was last year. He looked great last year. Uh, kind of a dual threat guy still just a sophomore which is hard to believe um really excited for his future you know Jacob Kaepernick put some school passing records pretty out far out to reach to to get uh with his three years as a starter but um but if Nolan Wright just keeps progressing uh he could he could look at those career numbers and even maybe some season numbers and get them because uh he's he just does all the things well. And the things that we talked about last year, too, that really surprised me was like, was like noticing that a play broke down on a running play and he's dropping back and he notices, you know, linemen are downfield, so he knows he can't throw it. So he starts to run with it, knowing that that would get a, be a flag if he didn't. You know, his his uh, touchdown run with no time left going into halftime, knowing that he had to score. Because if he doesn't, the clock is, is out. Like little things like that, the knowledge of the game, uh, really, it doesn't surprise me, but it really stands out, I should say, and and uh, really excited to see what he does this year.
1: Last year, he threw for 1,205 yards, 13 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Now, obviously, they were very much a run-heavy squad, but um, just four interceptions as a freshman, I don't care if you're only throwing the ball, you know, five times a game. I mean, if, because if, if you are throwing five times a game, it means that you're Really not confident in your quarterback, but four <laughs> interceptions over a uh, what they have a 10 game season, yeah, yeah, seven and three. So, I mean, that's that's really really good. Um, now Tyler, the interesting thing is Nolan Wright is also the leading rusher coming back for the Mariners. Now he only had 191 yards, but overall, the next three guys on the list here Andre Watson 30 yards, Fisher Hall 24 yards, Solomon McAllister 17 yards, and then somehow the kicker. Grady Evans had one attempt for zero yards, um, so hopefully they're not relying on his average this coming season. But uh, Tyler, they, I mean, Tommy Funk was a, was a a man in the backfield, and Carson Neff did some things as well. But Tyler, they have basically, I mean, what are we looking at here? Like not even 300 yards rushing coming back?
0: Yeah, I mean, and we've seen that before, and there's always guys coming and that can do a lot. And you're right, Tommy Funk and Carson Neff just – they just got the bulk of the carries. That's really what it boiled down to. There is some talent behind there uh that will be featured now. I think Solomon McAllister is a very athletic kid that, you know, he scored a touchdown against Blaine late in that game last year. Um he can make some things happen. He's not the he's not the biggest back, but he's pretty quick. Uh Xavier Perrin transferred from Meridian. Uh, he's a five eight, 185-pound sophomore, Ooh. and, uh, you know, his uncle, Ash Perrin, was the first 2,000-yard rusher in Whatcom County history. Uh, that was back in the mid-'90s. And 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 Fisher Hall is back, like you mentioned. And so they have some guys that can carry the ball. I, I really think, you know, with that, you know, with the skill set that they have, um, you know, throwing might be the first option. But you got to keep defenses honest because if you just keep throwing it, you know, these, the, the Northwest Conference is loaded with great coaching. And so they know how to defend against that. So you have to be able to run the ball too. And And I think McAllister and Perrin are going to be kind of those first two guys that are going to get the shot to run. And like you said as well, Nolan Wright is a threat to carry the ball. Um, you know, he's got great speed. He's got a great spin move,
1: quickness, agility, all that stuff. So um, he'll definitely be a threat back there to run the ball. Now, Tyler, the interesting thing is we got more guys returning that had rushing attempts than we do guys that had receptions, but there's a lot more yards. We're talking over 1,000 yards returning. So last year, uh, Nolan Wright threw for 1,205, and we've got, what, almost 1,100 returning? Or uh, maybe, what would that be? A little over 1,000 between... Andre Watson and Braddock Duckworth. I mean, when you talk about returning receivers, these are two of the best in the county.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a little different because last year, like you said, they were very run heavy, and they lined, they lined up like that. I mean, you saw Andre Watson sometimes at wingbacks you know, running wing, wing T type stuff. So, and they had Braddock Duckworth split out. It's going to be a little different now. I think it's going to be more receivers in the formation. You could see Braddock Duckworth at a tight end. Most of the time, even a traditional tight end, you could see like a bunch formation trips, bunch with Braddock Duckworth kind of standing up front there. And then, you know, you could, the little guys can hide behind him and then run or, you know, whatever kind of route and just kind of confuse the defense. But I, I definitely expect Watson and Duckworth to put up big numbers. Again, Watson's just, uh, he's just a difference maker. He can go up and get the ball with better than anybody. He's got tremendous hands. Um, you know, he, he added to his speed uh, during the track season. So he's doing all the things right to, to, to get noticed and, and be a be a major playmaker. Braddock Duckworth is a mismatch problem. He has been since he was a sophomore. So he can continue that. He's tough too. He loves to, you know, he loves, he loves the contact. So I think putting him in him as a tight end at 6'6, 200 pounds now, uh, I think is you know can really help even in the run game. And they have some guys that are gonna be coming up. Theo Quiggle is a 6'3", three, 170-pound sophomore that mess. has has impressed uh, Colby Chambers, who we loved on defense last year. I think getting him uh the ball on offense in some kind of unique situations is can only be a be a plus. There's Jacob Henderson's a 5'9, 145-pound junior. And uh Hudson Neff, uh Carson's little brother is a sophomore, about five 150 pounds. He's a smaller kid, but I mean he's he's fearless. You know, he'll catch anything, uh, go across the middle, you know, do those kinds of things. And so you have to have those guys, I mean, if you put, you know, if you, if they're going to want to double team these, these big name guys, then you have to rely on those other guys uh in one-on-one situations. And, and uh, Nolan Wright's been thrown to these guys for a while, so he knows what they can do. And, um, you know, I'm talking like little league junior high stuff like that. Yeah. So uh I think that, I think that it's not just going to be a, you know, a one or two man show in the receiving uh, game. He's going to have weapons and it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, Braddock Duckworth—he's one of those guys. You, you, don't, you typically you don't see it out of a you know a receiving threat that is uh, like a first off the bus guy. Yeah. Right. Know? But you kind of yeah. want that. Like like that's the type of guy you, you almost want him first off the bus because it's like. All right, that's a pretty big dude right there. Like, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Tyler, speaking of some big dudes, let's talk about in the trenches. Uh, a couple of names I I, I know, but uh, as a whole, you know, they've replaced some pretty big names over the last few years. Who are the guys we're looking at inside? Let's start with the offensive line. How about that?
0: Yeah, the offensive line, you know, the two big returners, Baxter Arps at tackle. He's a senior, 6'4", 240 pounds. He, you know, he got some good playing time last year and, and did did really well. He's getting better. He's getting just more refined. Uh, Cole Terrell, who is just a stud, started as a freshman last year at guard, uh, was in the running for freshman of the year. And I think that his, his you know, improvement over a year, he's going to turn out to be the guy on the offensive line as a guard, just a sophomore. I think he's, you know, that's going to be a main guy if they want to get that running game going. I think he's going to be a big, big part of it. And then after that, they're they're gonna they might look pretty young. Um, there's uh, Trey Trey Boyd has come out, to, and he hasn't played in a little while. He's a he's, he can play offensive tackle. He's a pretty tall kid. Uh, Finn Gregoire is a 5'11, 205 pound sophomore that they might rely on quite a bit as a guard um you know Colin Huntley we remember Hayden Huntley's Colin Huntley uh little brother he can play center uh there's another 6'4 235 pound sophomore named Miles Gifford uh Hunter State Hunter Stanton sorry is about the same size 6'3 240 pounds another sophomore uh these are all guys that could fill in uh but they're young I mean there's gonna be a lot of sophomores and and uh which you know you kind of take your lumps now but it's just really build for the future the good thing is they have like seven or eight guys that they're looking at which is a huge deal um you know by the time the season comes up i think they'll have their five that they're decided on and and uh but you know leaning on ups and cole terrell will be a big big deal
1: especially early on in the season (laughs) big big deal like big like multiple (laughs) bigs like yeah. yeah um Tyler, when we start talking about the defensive line, all right? Yeah. Um. I mean, there's some guys. I'm. I'm just looking over the stats here of guys that are returning. I don't see a lot of tackles for loss. I don't see a lot of sacks. As matter of fact, matter of sacked. yeah. Uh, Andre Watson even comes in with 0.5 sacks returning. Who are some of the guys up front? Who are the big bodies that are going to be stuffing that run, doing the uh, the old sack dance with the be- you know the belly roll that uh, Brandon <laughs> Mebane used to do? Who Who are the guys we're talking about on that side?
0: oh man if someone did that that'd be awesome yeah uh, i would be
1: a fan hey they would instantly go top five in the top 100 i'm just saying (laughs) yeah
0: uh yeah it's a lot of the same guys you know but i think they really want to have a rotation of six to nine guys in that three-man front and and by be able to do that you know you want to keep your five offensive line as fresh as possible but you know if it comes down to a you know a must like a fourth and one situation you can see those baxter arps and Cole Terrell's of the world get in there. Uh, another guy that I didn't mention on the offensive line, but could see some some stuff on the defensive line is another sophomore Holden Bernard. Who's who's, uh, he's built like yours truly about five, five, 180 pounds. Nice. But, uh, but you know, sometimes getting those, those smaller guys, those slanting guys yeah. that just cause havoc inside, uh, can free up a lot of things for, uh, the linebackers and the secondary to clean up. So, um, but yeah, I could see Finn Gregoire again, Colin Huntley, uh, those those types of guys. You know, just keep rotating, staying fresh, and and uh, get the ball back for the dynamic
1: offense. Yeah, you know, Tyler, guys like you. Know, uh, Who would you say the young man was that the little shorter? Yeah, Holden Bernard. See, guys like that are what makes high school football so great because yeah, that size, you, you, you that's not college football. That's not right. the NFL. Like, you don't go to the NFL and see an offensive or a defensive lineman in their stuff on the run at five foot eight. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, that just doesn't happen. High school football is just the absolute best. My other thing: What is it with Whatcom County and the name Finn? <laughs> There's a lot of dudes named Finn in Whatcom yeah. County. I don't know why. Right. I, I think it's a great name.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been floating around the, the last few years, hasn't it? I mean, it, yes, we've, we've, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. wasn't there two of them at Bellingham at one point? Yeah, it it just keeps it just keeps resurfacing and
1: and uh, now it's got to yeah, be short know. for what like Finnegan.
0: There's Finnegan. There's Phineas. I've Phineas.
1: Seen. Yeah, I love um, it. That's a great yeah. name. Like yeah, like that's a name you have to stop and think about when somebody like what Finn? Like oh, that's kind of a <laughs> cool name. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about now. Tyler Seaholm has always had some real good linebackers. Yeah, real good yes. linebacker play. Who are the names this year? Um, I mean Tommy Funk. Right. Yeah. He was that yeah. he, he was, I mean, Tommy Funk was like a Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis. I mean, he was just mean, nasty, loved everything about the kid. Who are the guys this year in that linebacking core?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right about Funk. I mean, coming off the edge was, was, was pretty nasty. You could mark him down for three tackles for loss every game. It seemed like, um, this is going to be, this is going to be the toughest one to replace, I think. And you're right. They just have always had so many guys on the inside coming off the edge. um, I could see, you know, Xavier Perrin, Fisher Hall, those types of guys on the inside. Um, I could see Braddock Duckworth who replaced Tommy Funk his yeah. during when when he was a sophomore uh and played the rest of the year outside linebacker. He played safety last year, but I could see him coming back to play some outside linebacker and and just kind of be like uh like a hybrid kind of lineup wherever you want, like a Troy Paul, and Malu type thing. And being six six and as and athletic as he is, you know, sometimes go off for the quarterback, sometimes just just spy the quarterback maybe, or just be in the middle of the zone, or you just don't know where he's, where he's going to be. I think that would be a really beneficial thing for the Seahome defense. I think Cooper McAtee is another kid that um, he got a little bit of playing time last year. He could be an inside linebacker or outside linebacker. I really, really like his game. He did some good things on special teams last year. He's a five eleven, 175 pound junior. I think that um, a lot more could be put onto his plate and he will get the job done. So there are, there are some guys, but, you know, every single year, that's one of the most exciting things. I go out there on week one, and then I, I'm completely blown away with something I'm not expecting. And so that could happen at
1: the seahome uh, linebacker spots. Uh, you, just, you just never know. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, I mean, Braddock Duckworth, like, he's like Harold Carmichael on offense and – uh
0: Ted Hendricks on defense yeah Ted
1: Hendricks exactly Ted Hendricks mm-hmm. or or if he plays you know DB's Brandon Browner you know what I mean like right yeah just unbelievable like man he's just so athletic he can do so many different things Harold um,
0: Carmichael and Ted
1: Hendricks like if you're under 60 you're like who's that <laughs> yeah yeah how do but, these young bucks know who those who those guys are yeah um what about what about in the secondary Tyler I I, I heard a little bit of a a rumor that there might be a name returning here, huh?
0: Yeah, this is, this is they. I mean, this is their strength to me. If you were, if I said like any, any position category for Seahome, uh, I would say the secondary is just loaded. Um, and you're right. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> a little
1: Tweety bird kind of got in the air here.
0: Well, you know, I've been hearing it from about five or six different people and as far as I know, it's true. Alden Jacobs, who is uh, was an amazing sophomore a few years ago. Uh, Ball Hawk he had three interceptions, could return him. He was getting better as the season wore on. Uh, he didn't play at Seahome last year. He moved to California, played volleyball. I heard he's back. Um, and, you know, by judging by the you know pictures on Instagram, he is really put together and I don't know where they want to put him but it doesn't matter. I mean if you put him as like a strong safety, you put him at corner, uh he will he will make plays. Uh Colby Chambers last year, you know, he he's led Walken county and passes defended. Yeah. Uh he's a great great player too, underrated guy. Uh you could stick him at the corner and keep him there and he's great. Grady Evans who kicked last year. I think he's going to get a lot of run at corner. I think he's I think he's uh really dynamic there. And uh, Andre Watson, obviously he had seven picks last year to lead Walker County, returned Oof. two of them for touchdowns. I could see him then moving him to like a free safety and just kind of just, just playing the ball. Like, he, like he's returning a punt almost, or just going and getting it and just watching the quarterback's eyes, you know, because if you bring Jacobs back and you already have chambers and Grady Evans, and guys like that, you're loaded at corner. You could put Watson at safety and he could go over the top and just, you know, and he'll, he'll make a play too in the, in the run game. But but man, if you want to throw against him, uh, that would be tough. And then you got guys like Carter Duckworth. Yeah, that's right. Another Duckworth coming. Oh a boy. 6'4, yeah, a 6'485 pound sophomore who started Oof. the final game of the year at safety. So he can, he can play some strong safety. Theo Quiggle, who we talked about, the 6'3 sophomore. So they got some size back there, some athleticism. Uh, you can see Hudson Neff, maybe. So it's uh it's a it's a it's a really dynamic sophomore class it's a young team overall but man this secondary is just loaded with all conference type of talent up and down all over the place
1: uh when we talk about well you you kind of mentioned grady evans when we talk about special teams tyler i mean let me put it to you this way we know who's returning some kicks and some punts for them because andre watson's as good as anybody yeah what about the kicking game grady evans is back he had a good one punting i know andre watson did some of that last year right
0: well he returned punts, but Nolan Wright punted. Or quite excuse a bit me, Nolan year. Wright
1: is who I was thinking about as the punter. Now yeah, when uh, they did that, was it a true punt formation or was it like the quarterback takes a couple steps back and then just hammers it?
0: It was kind of 50 Okay. Uh, you know, he would do both and he because he was already lined up at quarterback. I mean, you can't really do that little job when it's like fourth and thirteen, you know, you're not yeah. gonna surprise anybody. Yeah. Uh but but he could he could roll out and kind of do like the rugby kick. He punts left footed. Cause oh, you know, why, why not? He's, he's talented enough to say, <laughs> why oh, not walk County? I mean, yeah, nobody yeah, exactly. kicks right footed. Uh, right. So he could do some of that. Grady Evans could get, you could see him punting too, like a, as a traditional punter. Um, so you kind of have both ways that you could go. He didn't punt last year, but he could. Um, and, uh, but Evans is a kicker. I think, I think, he was he was one of the better ones in Walken County. Yeah, there were some great great ones, uh, but that have graduated. But he kind of steps into that role as one of the better ones now in Walken County. Had a couple of field goals, thirty extra points. I mean, he, you know, he, he can get the job done. I think that with that explosive offense too, um, he'll be on the ready. You know, he was a backup quarterback last year, too. So uh, so and now he's going to play more wide receiver on offense, you know, get some run in that way. But uh, I think he's going to play more defense than than people expect. But uh, but as a kicker, um, he's he's one of the, he's one of the better ones and just kind of rounds out that team that that uh, and he's young, too. He's just a junior. So it is it is a it is a very young squad, but an exciting one.
1: Yeah, well, and oddly enough, even though they're young, they have experience. I mean, yeah, you yeah. typically don't say that. When, when you Normally when you're saying young team, young team, young team, it's like, hey, you're setting them up for a 3-7 and seven season because they are so young. But that means that in the next couple of years, they're probably going to be really good. No, right. these guys have experience. These yeah. guys, uh, these, a lot of these guys, I mean, pretty much every name you threw out there, Tyler, played last year other than like Alden Jacob <laughs> You know what I mean? Like right. they all did. And so that it's it's gonna be really I, I, I think it's gonna be fun to watch. I, I really do. I think this team is, is going to be exciting. When you look over the schedule from last year, Tyler, they started out three and one essentially, but they had a couple of hiccups here or there. And then all of a sudden they win four games at the end of the season over Archbishop Murphy, Squalicum, Lakewood, and then in a week ten crossover against Cascade of Everett and you know, they started building some momentum and you build that confidence and then, you know, new new coaching staff comes in, you're talking about them being exciting and running around clapping high five I mean, it sounds like it's a uh you know, kind of uh the world's largest outdoor cocktail party or whatever they call that game. You know what I mean? It sounds like they're having fun out there. And I'll tell you what, you start leading into the season and, you know, just looking over the schedule, it's it's a straight flip from last year. Um, starting off with Mount Baker, uh, you know, coming later this week and I tell you what, there's there. You look at it here: Cedra Woolley. We know they should be very good. They return some really nice pieces. Linden's going to be Linden. Cordes is, I mean, Linden and and Cordes and Cedra Woolley. It's very possible all three teams could be in the top five to start the season in two way. I mean, yeah, it, it's a it's an absolute gauntlet. And then, you know, Squalicum, We always we you know that they're always they're they're not a, a pushover ever. Squalicum. Right. And uh, Lakewood. Who knows. New head coach, you know, always a good program down there. Archbishop Murphy, new head coach. They went winless last year, but a new head coach. Burlington Edison, a new head coach, but they returned a quarterback and a couple of skill guys and some nice pieces on the line. I mean, this is really setting up for an interesting 2023 uh, season. When you look over the schedule, Tyler, what are your thoughts? What are some games you're looking at going, this is one. Tyler Anderson's at this game right here.
0: Well, the first one that jumps out is that week one game at Mount Baker. I love when they cross over and and play the 1A schools. And uh, last year's game was really, really tight one. Uh, This time, it's just, it's such, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It's so night, not night and day, but they're yin and yang of the two teams, right? You got a, you got kind of a brand new squad with all new coaches and, you know, you're going to put the ball in the air and all this stuff against, against the, you know, the rugged, mountain men and you know these coaches have been out there for 30 years and and you know what i mean like it's it's just and they want to run the ball it's it's totally like just different um ways of playing football against each other and that's just going to be and it's always weird in week one too kind of how things are going to look um and you know and when you look when i look at the games um you know they linden and anacortis last year they only lost to those two teams by a combined eight points, Wow! you know? And and then, you know, so it's like they were right there all year last year. Yep. Um, and I I think that, you know, that first league game at Cedro is going to be a great one. I, you know, I, I don't follow the Skagit teams as much, but I mean, I know who Carson Reynolds is, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's kind of like, and, you know, they didn't get to get on the field last year. So I think this is, that one's going to be one where that's going to be a really, really good one to watch. And, man, it's just, it, it's such an exciting time because you just don't know and you can't wait till they get on the field and play. And I know everybody listening to this is feeling the same way. So, uh, but yeah, there's some, there's some great games that I'm excited to see. And, and, um, and I love when they play a Thursday game, they're playing Thursday against Blaine. So it's like Thursday, man, only, only game in town. I'm there. You know what I mean? So yep. um,
1: yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and, I'm just excited, fan. I'm excited to get the season going. The Thursday games are kind of fun because it's like, it is exactly what you said, the only game in town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I know you especially love it because, you, you know, you're walking around pregame or whatever, you know, or, uh, you know, postgame or whatever, and all of a sudden you run into guys from other schools because pretty much everybody shows up on Thursday night. I mean, yeah, guys yeah. from, uh, you know, I think you've said it before, there was guys from Linden and, you know, guys from Ferndale, guys from different schools at some of these random Thursday games or, you know, whatever it is, but... Uh, Tyler, before we get out of here, one of the things you like to put on your preview here is a thing, who will be Seaholm's breakout player? Um, One of the things that's crazy to me is as we go through the top 100 or the kind of like the end of the season recap on stuff, it seems as though you do a really good job of figuring out who the breakout player is going to be. Now, that being said, a breakout player, a lot of times, and I think in this case, people know the name, but... They just kind of know the name. They don't, you know, maybe not a ton. Cole Terrell is who you're looking at here as Seaholm's breakout player, sophomore, guard, defensive lineman, Tyler. This is a guy that, I wouldn't say he's a household name by any stretch of the imagination, but you feel like maybe this year he could become that guy.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to have a huge progression. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. You know, 235 pounds now. I think he played at maybe 210 last year. Um, And he just... He just looks great and really quick feet, good athlete. Uh, I am so excited to see what he does. He could be like, you know, an all conference first team kind of guy, which a lot of sophomores don't do. And he has the ability to do that. I'm really, really excited. And I'm really excited to see what he does on defense. He didn't get in on defense last year. uh, was just purely played guard. Um, and, I, I think that he could be that anchor on the defensive line too. I know they're going to be rotating a lot of guys, but I think he's going to be that main guy. And, you know, he's going to have some key stops during the season. And and uh, the future is so bright for him. I And I think that this is the year that he really breaks out and, and surprises a lot of people, especially around the conference. I, I think people within the seal program are expecting big things, so it won't be a surprise for them. But uh, he's, he's a stud and uh, really excited to see – uh,
1: where his future leads, especially if he keeps getting taller and bigger. And it's uh,
0: it's a guy that people are going to be looking out for, for sure.
1: All righty, Tyler. Any last words before we head out? No, I don't think so. Just excited. Hey, very excited. Um, a reminder, later today, Bellingham Bayhawks, 5 p.m. Uh, Linden and Linden Christian coming up tomorrow. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. Hit that notification bell, whatever it is you need to do. As soon as it comes out, you can get it right there. You have been listening to the 2023 Sehome Mariners Preview on the Watcom Preps Podcast. For Tyler Anderson, I'm Rylan Spencer. We will talk to you later today.